Uh, me, 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 me. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. Just getting my vocal cords ready. Oh, shit, you're recording. And good evening. Good evening, yes. So, Hello. Hold on. Hey, Joe, Joe, should I start with my James impression? Sure. <laughs> I thought you were always doing one. Oh, ah, this is Bonehead Weekly. I'm James Thomas. Oh my god, I, like I didn't that. know I didn't know I sounded like that. Can I just say Edgar Allan Poe is fantastic? I don't know mind. that anybody's gonna be able to make that out later. I don't care. In my mind, <laughs> it sounds I sound racist. like Cary Grant, and then I listen to myself replayed, and I sound like you know, somebody taking a hack salto cat's head. No, it might be a freaky, I don't give a damn. You don't sound like that, but you're I right. You I, keep for, I keep forgetting that voice scares the dog that's sitting behind me. You do not sound like Cary Grant. No, I don't. I mean, literally. But, you know, you always think you sound better than you do on <laughs> on recordings, right? Like, I, I, I never I, – I know I don't actually have a great voice or anything, but normally I'm like, well, I – Make I up can, with it with your face. All right, thanks. Uh, I've been working out my nose. Uh, I'm trying to get that bewitched. It shows. It shows. Oh, it's gotten, James, it's gotten bigger. I'm trying to do that bewitched thing. James, your your voice has the soothing sound, soothing sounds of a uh, porcupine fucking a sewing machine. Go ahead. <laughs> Overlook him. He's been that, drinking since would, eight o'clock. What would that sound like? <laughs> he was going around the room earlier, telling everybody how they disappoint, disappointed him. All that yeah. was there was Bendy the dog. <laughs> oh, Bendy, I love you. So, who is going to start with a revelation? You all said you had a revelation. Oh, no, no. So, mine. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm admitting this. Kind of uh, like a rate. I don't know if it's because of the fact that I'm aged or, or what, but kind of like a racer head now, guys. Well, when did you rewatch it? Uh, yes, uh, two days ago. Why? Actually, he's watching it right now. Because I hadn't watched it in a... So if you've re if you're a um, a listener of ours for a long time, you know I do not care for David Lynch. Other than a couple of movies, do not care for David Lynch. I don't understand the majority of his work. And Eraserhead, <laughs> and Eraserhead is at the top of that list. I have never ever liked it. Now, granted, I have not seen Eraserhead in over twenty years because I just fucking hated it. <laughs> Such but a movie though. It 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 um it um it started streaming on HBO max and I'm like, you know, maybe I should give it a shot again, just because I'm like, I, I, there are plenty of things I didn't like when I was a kid or younger that I do like now. So I'm like, I'll watch a racer head again. And damn it. If I didn't find it interesting. It's funny because Mel, I was, you have you ever seen Mel Brooks talk about it? Cause he had to watch it before he saw elephant man. He goes, yeah, yeah no, I totally got it. It's a guy dealing with the fact he's got a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. I, real quick, by the way, because you have this, a kid now, I said that to lead to my question. Do you think it's because you have children now? I don't think so. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, mm. I just tell us I just about your mother. <laughs> well, I also am now. I also and when you're it, done, would you like me to tell you about your mother? <laughs> I also, when I saw it, I saw it on a grainy H VHS tape, and now I have 4K ultra high def, and there is a lot of clarity on that. And and knowing how that movie was shot. Damn, that movie's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. That's re I, I said it earlier. It's like it's a beautiful. Whether you like, hold on. It, let me like quote it. Joe. Let me quote Joe. It's the experience. Real quick, by <laughs> the way, I just want to... I'm a fuck ass. I don't know what a fuck ass is. What? <laughs> I just want to say, for the record, by the way, 
you you were going to say let Chad tell you about his uh, his mother, and then you were going to tell about your mother, yeah. and I was going to tell you about how I. Oddly enough, it also falls under fuck ass. <laughs> I was going to tell you how wait, I wait. met your mother, James. Did Joe just did, did did Joe just say thunder fuck ass? <laughs> My God! If it's your Even mom, it better. definitely does. All I can say is never. Loud. All I can say is if you're around a thunder fuck ass, don't light a match. That's true. <laughs> thunder only happens when it's raining. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? Players only love you when they're playing. Playing. This is another rated R episode. So, what were you <laughs> going to say did. about your revelations, James? About well, actually, I had one follow up to Chad's because actually, this is a question that I've been thinking about. When do you rewatch a movie and give it another chance? Because we don't do that for all bad movies. Like, there's a bunch of movies that other people say, "No, no, watch it again. You'll like it." Where I go, mm, no, nah, I don't know. It. Mine varies. Like, if I hated a movie like a year ago, I'll go back and rewatch it now. But there, but now with streaming and the fact that the kinds of archive things archive films i will go back and watch something that i that i absolutely appalled years ago just to see if it's still if i still hold up majority of the time it does yeah but eraserhead was one of those ones where i'm just like i enjoy this film and i'm, I'm like I, I don't know how to feel now it's <laughs> so like i thought it might be old age but I don't know. But, but I just wonder because I, because I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the times back when we were younger, to our younger people who we don't have any young listeners, before, you no. know we had VHS we stores. Some. We had Ooh. VHS stores. We would go rent a VHS, or we would a, lo- a friend would loan us a VHS, and then we would watch it, and then we'd have to return it, and then usually it would that would be the end of it. Yeah. Well, but, no. I, you said who do we have that's a young viewer? You'd be amazed how many people use this as a daycare. They're terrible parents, but they just put. A, I wish. To I, wish I wish the infants got to, that got to click their own account so we get more <laughs> views rather than just showing it to all thirty-five infants in that one room with the. Yeah. Children. Oh, and hey, speaking of segues, I noticed when I picked up my kid last week, he kept screaming about how Eraserhead was revolutionary. Why did he start doing? We don't I, know. Where's well, it? I actually, I, I, I get what Chad's saying. The issue I have back children is i don't know where anyone has time to revisit things yeah oh, man, i am I'm so much to. out there i'm so behind on what shit i've missed the last three years and it is still coming off the rails at a record speed of everybody's got a streaming service and most of them have at least one good show if not a couple of good movies it's damned hard i spent another hour here the other day going through all the apps yeah, I, I literally I get different I, movies. I have about an hour and a half a day where I can pick something. If I'm lucky, most of the time it's 30 minutes. Well, that's all I 45 have. 45 to an hour and I just have to pick something. And Eraserhead was there. And I'm just like I've got to do it. And I'll be honest with you, uh when I first turned it on uh, a week ago, I got right through the first 2 minutes of it's just the 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 vertical shot of him and yeah. his mouth open and the the earth going in and out of it and i'm like okay i'm done click <laughs> i, I want to say by the way here's what I've, I've started to do i've started to become uh, i think the way we were raised quite frankly in that i think i made the mistake of thinking i gave my children choice that was my mistake because my my parents never did that right it was never i want to watch spongebob no you ain't watch spongebob they're showing this clint eastwood movie for the 14th time and i gotta see if anything changed um, yeah, I, and what did I say by that? Like literally today, I hadn't got to see that. Spoiler: 
the, the new Star Trek Discovery season started, and I was going to watch it uh, the day it came out, and something ruined that for me. Uh, so I watched it today. Kid needed a hug, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. I watched uh, it today, and literally, so I was there. Can we watch? I'm like, no, no. Once again, Daddy said Daddy's watching Star Trek. Now you can leave the room, or you can say that. And he watched it, and actually, and he. The only thing I had to cut him off for, he was like, well, why do they do that? I'm like, well, son, if you would have watched the previous seasons, like I told you, you should have, <laughs> you would have been caught up. But no, I, let me watch it. And then I'll introduce you to everything on the way back. And by the way, he he was like, oh, that's really cool. I should have watched those other ones. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should have. And that being said, um, and that's what I started to do. It's like, okay, no, no, no. You, at best, we've learned to rotate the TV. Now, I know I can't watch TVMA. Like I can't watch The Boys. Though Silas keeps telling me it's okay if I do. My son is, is literally, he's like, no, no, Dad, go ahead and watch it. I don't mind. No, you're not watching the boys. Like, I'm not that bad of a father yet. Now, you go to your room and play with your... Joe and I both thought that was going someplace dark. I actually was going to say your Marilyn Manson dress-up kit, but I was like, that's not even that controversial. So no, anyway. you should have went with his Marilyn Monroe dress-up kit. <laughs> and you... <laughs> You go, uh, you go play lambs with your, Boy. with your, anyway. Um, but anyway, no, my, my revelation. So this week's topic, which we should probably get to uh, 10, 12 minutes into the show, but this week's topic is um, great uh, movies that have a great cast that are right. terrible movies. Yeah. yeah. These, these movies have what we call just stellar cast. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> they're stellar cast but they're in a, a utter piece of crap i mean I yeah, don't they're know. really in shitty movies i mean there's a ton of them out there but, and when but, I start, but some of them i didn't think were as bad as what people said but here's my entire thing and i'm going to say this up front and so if, if you're going to tune out later or if i'm going to offend you let's go ahead and do it at the top you know who i think wins the award for being i think in my opinion, an eight-list cast member, but being in the most movies where I'm like, why did you agree to do this film? What? Who? Nicholas Cage? No. No. Hands Ensemble down. Ensemble is what I was looking for, by the way. They're on Ensemble, Ensemble. yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think that the actor that has been, and again, he's A-list to me. I think he's a phenomenal actor in so much that he does. Stop but man, he's in some terrible, terrible films. Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, God! Yeah, I think he is the the poster child for I am a great A list actor, but I have done some especially films. in the last fifteen years. Yeah, I just I mean so many of them, and, and one or two may pop up later today in my conversation. But so, man, so to give an example of this, uh, this so was this one my idea? I think it was my idea. Yeah, it was yeah. your idea because yeah. you were watching a movie. And yeah, well, said, I'll say the movie unless is one of you all going to say that movie? Nope. Okay, so the obscure one I was talking about is really, well, you know, it is kind of obscure. It's Yellowbeard, and I never watched it. And if you don't, it's a movie from 83. It's had, this is the cast. I mean, it, and before, if you haven't this heard of not, Yellowbeard. This is just my example for everyone. This is actually yeah. not one of my. And before, before Joe lists the names, if you haven't seen Yellowbeard, if, when Joe lists this cast, it's how could this movie possibly go wrong? So it has two generations of almost every great British comedian. It has and some non-British. Yeah, well, I'll get there in a second. Graham Chapman, Peter Bull, che Tommy Cheech and Chong were in this. Peter Cook, one of the great British comedians. Marty Feldman, another great one. 
Eric Idle, Michael Con- Madeline Kahn, James Mason, John Cleese, Kenneth Mars, great American actor. If you don't know who Kenny Mars is, he's the guy who's like the sheriff person in uh, Young Frankenstein, the, the Nazi German guy. Spike Milligan. I could keep going on. I'm not going to. And you think this has to be the greatest movie. It has most of the Pythons in it. It's damn near unwatchable. It has and one. It literally killed. Um, why, <laughs> why did I forget his name? It literally killed Marty Feldman. It had one. A movie that should have been nonstop laughs had one joke. <laughs> Yeah, one I mean, there's joke. No, there, well, yeah, but that one joke goes on forever. I mean, it's 30 minutes yeah. of rape jokes. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, I mean, there's 30 minutes of rape jokes. It's 30 minutes of rape jokes. Yes. So, yeah, no, the movie. I it, still haven't finished it, boys. I still can't. I oh, I've, I've actually it watched it twice. twice. Okay. Well, you're more man than me when it comes to that. It is damn near insufferable. And, boys, I have watched some shit. But it's not good. And I think what pisses me off even more is why. Deep Rise. Yeah, Joe, we, we know, Joe, by the way, we know you've watched Deep Rising at least five times. Yeah, Deep Rising is better than this. I don't give nope. I actually will argue with anybody. Deep Rising is better than this. Deep Rising is not boring. So anyway, back to what I was saying. It probably irritates me even more. And that's when I text him. I was like, there's a ton of these, or there's several of them, of some of these movies that have all-star casts that should be great, but that's not what happens all the time. Yeah, and then that's what, and that's where Joe came up with the idea for this this show. The first, oh. the first out of one hundred and seventy, whatever. <laughs> first, oh, the first idea I've had in one hundred and fifty some. Yeah. Oh, set that would take criticism from someone who didn't produce or put it together or do a bunch of other things. But we'll let it alone and go right ahead. Oh no, let let's sit here and talk about how you wouldn't have anything to edit if these two didn't come up with things to put up. <laughs> I think I'd figure something out. Sure, so, hold on, Joe, let me, sure you would. Hold on, let me pull a cherry. Again, Joe here. not giving credit to either one of the two people on this show other than himself. <laughs> let me pull a cherry. And now here. we're all going to suffer our 20 years of arguing. Yes. Let me pull a cherry mm-hmm. chase here and go ahead and do it. God, people out there listening to this, I hope you never have to know what it's like to work with half talents. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going with that. I, I did too. I love that line because it's, it's a burn. We got that. Chad, would you like to go first? No, you're, it's your show. You do everything. You go ahead with the first one, Joe. You're absolutely right. I do do most of it. So I don't on. do nothing. I don't do anything either. I come up with, we, we come up with the, the shit to talk about and Joe puts it together. <laughs> right, Chad. So my first one is going to be the most recent one. And hey, God, this is, this is a musical. It's based on a Broadway musical. I was going to talk about cats. James next. It's still really (laughs) famous and is still making money. But listen to this cast. Tom Cruise, Alec Baldwin, uh, uh, TJ Miller, Brian Cranston, Paul Giamatti, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Kevin Nash, (laughs) and Russell Brand. And I didn't even know Eli Roth was in it. Has any of you all seen Rock of Ages? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Uh, young girl and a city boy meet on the sunshine. It's a musical, so no. They're Hollywood dreams, and it's 80s music. Oh man, so good lord. No, Joe, ask a question and don't give us any time to answer. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so have you seen it? Nope. Thank you. No, Chad. I, that was very helpful. James. I, I have not seen it. Yeah, I'll be honest. And I remember when it came out, there's a lot of people, oh God. And, and it was the same thing. Some people had the same kickback with Tom Cruise being cast in that as they did 
interview with a vampire and people were like, oh, he'll fool you. He'll turn it around. You'll be thinking that he should have been totally cast in that. And then I didn't see other people follow up on that argument. I, I don't know that it's unwatchable, but it's damn near close. And I think the issue is, is that. Because when it was coming out, they made a big stink about it. Like, oh, Tom Cruise is singing. Yeah, he's only in it maybe 20 minutes. And he's not the lead character. Alec Baldwin is the his lead, right? Fault. No, it's the two kids. Alec, it's the, I can't, I didn't even write their names down. I don't, they're two Instagram people. I don't even know who the fuck they are. But I don't, it just sucks. Oh God, I had a hard time. I don't think I ever actually finished it. I think I fast forwarded. And then much as I like Russell Brand, even though he's un, insufferable on chat shows, he, he can't save it either. Oh, what a shit show. What a shit show. It's Paul Giamatti and Eli Roth. Uh, Paul Giamatti, for you kids listening, is that guy that you'll now remember for selling Volkswagens. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, that's probably true. Oh, God, that's depressing. All right. You get a paycheck. He he ain't probably as depressed as I am when that money comes in. Who's next? Jane, go ahead. You know, I'm going to start with one that I actually didn't think I would do until I sat down and I thought about it, and I'm like, now I got to do this one. I'm just going to start with the cast. Chad, you'll probably be able to guess who who, who this is, but it has a lot of talent in it, and it should – it was actually based on something Joe picked a Broadway. I'm going to pick something that's also based on a property that has quite a few fans out there, and it went horribly wrong. But I'll start from the bottom of the cast. Julia Jones, who I believe is in Westworld and was in the Twilight series and things like that. Wes Bentley, Michael Shannon, Tom Wopat, Will Arnett, Michael Fassbender, John Malkovich, Megan Fox and Josh Brolin. I'm talking oh my about God, jo- Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, if you're not aware of it, Jonah Hex is based on a comic book that that's worse has, than Rock of Ages has yeah, a yeah, huge fan base. And if you, I went to see Jonah Hex in theaters because I actually thought, oh, that's a, it's got Jonah Hex has been a traditional Western comic and it's been a paranormal comic. And I was like, I don't care which one they do. It's also been science fiction because yeah, time fiction. travels. Riders of the Worms and such and all. Yes. And I was like, I don't care which one they, they do. You've got established stories to go back on. But I made the mistake of, of, of not remembering. It's DC. And they're going to screw up the movie adaption no matter how much I hope. No, it's not and, DC. James, hold on. It's not DC. It's Warner Brothers. But, it's Warner, but they own DC. I mean, that's my entire thing. You could go down the proverbial corporate hallway and get the guy that's writing it right now and say, hey, what's going on in the comics? Do you want to look at the screen adaptation? But do you do that? No, no, let's not do that. But this movie has literally, I mean, it's got Tom Wopat. Tom Wopat. It's I don't remember movie. Tom Wopat. I don't even remember him being in it, James. He's Who a colonel. He? He's Colonel Slocum. Honest to God, I have very little memory of them. All I remember about that movie, seriously, is the fact that they couldn't come up with anything. And when you know that they had literally shot themselves into a corner, they cut to Jonah Hex riding through an empty field. By the way, now my entire problem with, oh, not my entire, that this film has so many problems. But, and and I am, I'm not going to trash Megan Fox, but they added that storyline just to have a woman in the film. 
Billion. Yeah, that's not Megan Fox's fault. It's not that Megan Fox's fault. with that movie? So is is there a better cut or is it shit? From no, the Joe, that is that is the best cut you're going to get of that movie. And it really is. So, and just FYI, it's written by, uh, is it Taylor and Neville Dine? Um, yeah. yeah the writing partners. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I like some of the movies. I enjoy Gamer. Gamer is not exactly, you know, Shakespeare or anything, but I enjoy it. It's entertaining at least. Um, you know, and they have done so, but I mean, God, what a, a horrible, but that cast is phenomenal. You've got John Malkovich and Michael Fassbender and Josh Brolin, all of who have made phenomenal films. This ain't one of them. So it's it's just a bad movie. And I, and that's the thing. I watched it in theaters. You know the part I can remember? The Dreamland thing, where they're fighting in the parallel whatever. I, I don't know anymore. I, I know swear, that I, I watched I literally don't remember it, anything I don't have any recollection of it other than I thought his makeup was piss poor. Um, and John Malkovich is the villain gets nothing to do, right? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I literally blocked it out of my mind because like James, they were going to make a Jonah Hex movie. James Brolin was Jonah Hex. I waited months for this movie to come out. And then that's what we got. And it's you know, only about 70 some minutes, 80 minutes long. Yeah, that and Green Lantern were probably two of the biggest disappointments in, in cinema history for me, where I actually, I was actually angry. But oh, I forgot Aiden I remember Quinn's more of the it. Green Lantern though. What, Joe? Aiden, I remember I mean, more of the Green Lantern. I will well, say that's true. a better movie. I forgot, actually, Aiden Quinn's in it as well, as well as Lance Reddick. It's got a great cast. They just are given nothing to do and no lines of dialogue that don't work. I mean, they, yeah. the lines just don't work. Yeah, there's that move. Yeah, it is a it is a turd. So, but I mean, if you saw the cast, and I'm with I'm with Chad. They were oh, Josh Brolin is Jonah. Hatton. Pretty good casting. I, it it does not come together. So, uh, I lo I love Crank. Please, Neville Dine and Taylor, don't come and hook a battery up to me. I don't think they worked. Well, I don't. I don't think they work together much anymore. Or at least they don't work side by side. They've all gone on to do their projects. Yeah. Because the one did. I think it was Taylor did. Ah um, um, oh shit! I can't. Happy. Yeah. Yep. But I just wanted to say, I mean, that that that's one movie, and I didn't even have it picked out for tonight, but I was just sitting there thinking, man, what a great cast with nothing to do for 78 minutes or so, whatever it is. So, yep. yes, Jonah Hex is my first pick because, jeez. All right. Uh, so my first pick uh, is a last-minute addition because I actually scrapped this one uh, for another one, and then I was like, no, I'm, I changed my mind at the last minute. I'm going to bring it up. So let me let me go over this cast. Okay, here we go. J.T. Walsh, one of the best character actors of all time. Phil Hartman. Oh, oh F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. James Doohan and William Shatner. Tim Curry, Samuel L. Jackson, and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I know what this is. I knew I was ninety percent sure when you said both James Doohan and William Shatner, but now. Oh, yeah. I, I I figured it out too. The National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. Uh, all right, I don't remember it being that bad. 
In it, fact, it's got a couple of my some funny scenes in it. So let me talk about this. Um, and this is why I made my list. When I was younger, uh, when this came out in 1993, uh, 93, 94, I loved this movie. I thought it was hilarious. I watched it three months ago. It sucks. <laughs> but it's got that one line in it. I've got this hot, itchy feeling. Your damn foot's on fire. <laughs> It's not funny. It, 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 it's literally, it, the, the humor has not aged well. And most of the people in the movie, other than Tim Curry going, would you like to buy some cookies? That's it. <laughs> the movie has not held up. They had such great acting talent. They had William Shatner, who's, you know, the John Gilgood of... I just remember meeting the piranha. Yeah, yep. the piranha. It, it's not a good movie. The cast could have done something really, really amazing with this film. And this was Samuel L. Jackson pre-Pulp Fiction. This was like kind of like his starring vehicle. And if they would have known the talent that Samuel L. Jackson had, I think this movie could have been slightly different. And now, is this after, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell? No, this was all... This was actually Samuel L. Jackson had been in a lot of stuff preloaded Weapon One, but this was actually, to my knowledge, his first like starring vehicle. And they uh, just his biggest role probably would have been Jurassic Park before that. Was it was was he in Jurassic Park before that? I can remember yeah, which came Park first. Came out ninety one. Okay, so he was in Jurassic Park and then this, and but at the same time, even well, no, he they just didn't understand the talent that Samuel L. Jackson has. And they wasted it and they focused more on Emilio Estevez doing the jokes. And I'm sorry, guys, it's just that cast, that movie could have been something that could have been really special and they just blew it. Go ahead, Joe. All right. So for my second one, I'm pulling it up here. <sighs> Give me one second. Sorry. I lost my train of thought. This one, I don't, I, this one, Roger Ebert hated this movie, testifying that it was the first movie I've seen that does not improve on the sight of a blank screen viewed for the same length of time. This I wish he would tell us what he really thought. I know. Well, we know it's not Spawn. No. Michael J. Pollard, Gabriel Byrne, Jeff Goldblum, Ellen Barkin, Gregory Hines, Angie Everhart, Kyle MacLachlan, Billy Idol, Billy Drago, Richard Dreyfus. Burt Reynolds, Paul Anka, Rob Reiner, Diane Lane, Joey Bishop, and Richard Pryor. Does anybody even know what I'm talking about? All right. We I have, have a cast. <laughs> there's a, so Joey Bishop was uh, Rat Pack. For anybody on our audience who doesn't know, he's part of the Rat Pack. He was, I think he's the, is he the oldest one? Was he the oldest one? He had his own show in the 60s. He was a hip swinging cat. He had a son. The son's name was? Larry Bishop. Larry Bishop went into acting and directing and writing, and he should have never done two of those things, those being directing and acting. This movie, he wrote and directed and was able to line up that whole cast. It is called Mad Dog Time. If you've never seen it, that's because it's awful. 
with his boss in the madhouse, a monster is temporary uh, is temporary boss of the criminal empire, just as vicious rivals threaten the control of the empire. Now it's supposed to be kind of a throwback, send up mockumentary, not a mockumentary, but a mocking of a lot of the movies his dad made, like Ocean's Eleven. Um, what is the thieves? Um, Robin Hood and his Seven Thieves. Robin and Robin and the Seven, seven Hoods. Thieves. Seven hood. I'm so sorry, James. I, but I knew you'd correct me. I knew you'd know what I'm talking about. However, this movie does have a slight cult following. Some people do like it. I'm telling you, it's almost damn near incomprehensible with one of the best casts you've ever seen. Now, here's a little bit. Chad does a twofer from time to time. This is my twofer. I'll give you a twofer on this one. This wasn't the only I've time. done a twofer once. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chad is no. Actually, you've done it multiple. Tonight, to, so he, to Joe's defense, to Joe's defense, I apologize. I'll me. make no more comments about yeah. Mr. Jennings. No, no, no. It, to Joe's defense, actually, Chad, you've done it multiple times on Bonehead Shorts. I've done it once. No, you've done it on multiple episodes of Bonehead because you said there's actually an episode where you say, as I have done multiple times, I'm going to do it too. James, you I will go back the- to the tape. You stab me in the heart. So that's okay. I'll do a twofer. No one's done it on Bonehead before. I'll take credit. <laughs> Another thing that he's created. <laughs> Another thing for me. So there you go. Now, th- Larry Bishop did this one other time, and I'm so sorry. My computer kept scr- crapping out right there. If you've ever seen the movie that has two rival biker gangs, the Victors and the 666s, refuel their decades-old rivalry. It has David Carradine, Michael Madsen, Dennis Hopper, and Vinnie Jones. It's called Hell Ride. It also I started, own it. Do not besmirch the name of Hell Ride. It's an awful movie. It has some good lines in it, James, but it's an awful it movie. It is entertaining. Turn your brain off. Watch it. It doesn't even have a comprehensible plot. It Once again, Larry Bishop made another movie that you can damn near not follow. Although, the Red Wings line, I quote quite often, I didn't know what that was other than hockey before I watched that movie. So he did teach me that. But Larry Bishop, that's two. Two. So thank you. I'll defend never seen wins. Mad Dog. Time. Okay. I don't even know where you could find Mad Dog Time. I don't know if it's even streaming. I, I'm sure it is somewhere. Everything else is. But I don't have right on, on, on DVD. And it is, I don't mind it. Now, can I tell you what exactly the plot is? It's all about the rivalry. And there's really no good resolution. But Dennis Hopper pops up long enough to get that paycheck. I didn't even remember Dennis Hopper was in it till actually it started with, I want to pull this out. I couldn't remember Mad Dog Time's title. It Dennis, took, I had to go. I knew Larry Bishop and I had to go. Mad Google Dog him. Time actually has a second title. It is called Trigger Happy. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Uh, I, I, no, I never, it is. I, I'm reading it right here. <laughs> thank you, Chad. Yep. So who's next? Is it me again? Yes. Or is it Chad? I don't know. I'll go ahead and go. I mentioned at the top, Mad Dog Time is streaming on Tubi for free. My what's a value? I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, <laughs> you don't even need a dollar. It's free. <laughs> I I want to start with one. I, I, I mentioned Robert De Niro, and this is one where, once again, I looked at the cast and was like, this should have been something. And I'll be honest, I was like, have I ever seen this? And then I remembered I did see it. James and I can't remember what Tubi, Tubi took Mad Dog Time down. <laughs> <laughs> um, there wasn't it, enough I, interest. 
Is it said because I'd pay a dollar? <laughs> they, have they heard they heard you and immediately removed it. Do they have Hellride though? Hellride was produced by Quentin Tarantino, or one of. Yes, yes, he was on the. Uh, James, I'm sorry, I agree with Joe. Hellride sucked, but go ahead. And you know how hard that was for him, James. You know how hard that was for him. <laughs> well, if any of you defend this movie, screw you. Because I literally was like, I don't think I've ever seen it. And then I remembered I did see it, and it's just that forgettable. But as I did last time, I'll start with the cast. Kind of bottom to the top. Christine Ebersole. I don't know ben, who that is. Uh, She has done a lot of television work. Uh, but she is in Wolf of Wall Street as well. Uh, ben Barnes. Robin Williams. Okay, you finally named somebody that someone's heard of. <laughs> yeah, that was killing me there for a minute. Go ahead. You don't know Ben Barnes? No, who's Ben Barnes? Ben Barnes is in a ton of things that you've probably seen. I'll go ahead and mention. He's Prince Caspian in the old Disney movies, but more recently to us, he's in Westworld. He was in the Punisher show on Netflix. He's uh, He's been in a ton of different shows. I, I don't know how you don't know Ben Barnes, but okay, that's fine. Um, because I thought y'all watched uh the Punisher show. There, he's uh he's Billy Russo. Oh, okay, yeah, he's Jigsaw. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, I actually I need to finish that second season. I I, that's one I need to go back and do. Anyway, Christine Ebersole, Ben Barnes, Robin Williams, Susan Sarandon, Topher Grace, Amanda Seyfried. Am I pronouncing that Seyfried? Uh, Diane Keaton, Catherine Heigl, and leading the cast, Robert De Niro. Is this one of the Gary Marshall ones? No. No. This is 2013's The Big Wedding. The I have pl- never heard of this. I saw it because I think it's one Dana rented. Okay. So <laughs> when I went to Google this, there were several different, because I like to do it. I like, I, I, this is one of those times where I, I knew what I wanted to talk about, but there was, I wanted to Google anyway. And there were several that I didn't agree with, but The Big Wedding was on a lot of lists. Well, I don't okay, think so I've ever seen it. So the big way that I did see it is it's a romantic comedy, and um, he the, the guy that wrote it and directed it also I don't know if he directed, but he also wrote um, the Bucket List. No, that would be Rob Reiner. What? Rob Reiner directed the Bucket List. Okay, good. Well, he wrote the Bucket List. Yeah, and he. Um, and then he, I guess that was a big enough hit. He got to write The Big Wedding. And then he wrote One Chance and Second Act. 2018 Second Act. The Big Wedding, the plot to The Big Wedding is basically Robert De Niro is, uh, and uh, I think Diane Keaton have a, a whole years earlier, but they're like their 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 I think it's there's a their daughter's wedding is dependent on them actually being happily married because the other family doesn't believe in. I don't remember the plot. It doesn't make any sense because why I, in the 1950s maybe it works, but who who would be like oh I don't I don't believe divorces exist. But anyway, they have to fake. He's remarried to I think Susan Sarandon, and he has to fake being married back to Diane Keaton to make sure this wedding goes off. Robin Williams plays the priest that's going to do the wedding. But and there, why? There is nothing about this movie that really is funny or is engaging or anything. Because when it kept, when it popped up on some list, I was like, huh, that sounds vaguely familiar. And then I went and watched the trailer. I'm like, I did see this. And I didn't, it, it literally, 
very rarely. And, and and I defend a lot of movies that aren't great, but I'll be like, well, they at least have a line or two. Literally, it took me seeing Robin Williams dressed as a priest in the um, in the trailer to go, oh, I remember that. I can't tell you anything about it. It's an absolutely forgettable film with a phenomenal cast. That the, you, even the plot doesn't make sense. It raises more questions. <laughs> Why do they? They've been long time divorced. Why do they need to pretend to be married? It's it's evidently adapted from a to French win a game film. show. What? I was just given an excuse of why they would need to do that. So it's only for married people, and they know each other so well that it's like one of those older people where they get married is like, do you know each other? And it's I don't know. We could come up with a really cl- catchy title, right? And it's old people, and they see if they actually do know each other, and then they go on it, but they have to pretend they know each other because they hate each other so bad. And they have to pretend they know each other because they both need the money because one of them is long. I don't something like that. You can't yeah. tell, wouldn't you can't tell me that that doesn't make a slot more sense. Um, but yeah, no, has a phenomenal cast. I mean, n- none of those casts have obviously been hindered by this film. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> Corona. Um, <laughs> it's, Jamaica. <laughs> I want to take um, you to the. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's a bad movie. I, I I mean, you want if you want, I'll read the full plot. No, but please, I'm good. It's, it's yeah, a no, terrible, terrible film. I will take your word on it and never watch it. That made forty six million at the box office off a thirty five million dollar budget. But Even though neither one of us, three, two out of I, the three of us, have never seen it. I think, I think though, Joe, to your point, I think we can blame this indirectly on Gary Marshall. Because Gary Marshall did all those ensemble films, yeah. and then everybody's like, oh, do an ensemble film. And One list literally had anything Gary Marshall did with a holiday. Well, I was about to say, and now, in all fairness, Gary Marshall can blame Irv Allen. Because Irv Allen, Irvin for Allen, long. Yeah. Irvin Allen. Irvin Allen. Yeah, because you, you know, Gary Marshall gave us a movie that premiered Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift as an actress, and then that led us to Cats. So Gary Marshall's just evil. There was somebody talking about how much they love cats on Facebook the other day, and then come at me, bro. <laughs> it's not doesn't suck. I'm thinking of Chad. Oh no, it's. And then I thought, and then I thought of the person who wrote that. No, you need to watch it in black and white. That's it. Uh, it's the only way it makes sense. I, by the way, I want to say for the record, my daughter. Now, keep in mind, when did that come out? She saw it in the theater. last year. Last year, James. So <laughs> she saw it last. I oh, do. If man, it. I, I don't mean to sound like an internet meme, but 2020. You've had 2020. a couple of days. Yes, 2020's been a long year, dude. It's anyway, it, um, it has been. But uh, anyway, uh, my daughter Amelia saw it, and she loved it. Of course, she's a theater kid who loves musicals. So, and she's six. And she, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she's not six. She's she would have been. That's right. Better than than me, Homer. Was was that what he said? Mm-hmm. okay good i heard it i i can still hear uh she was nine at the time she would have been nine but yeah, yeah. she uh thoroughly enjoyed uh cats I, I i am with the people though i think if you're going to release a Zack snyder cut of justice league i want the butthole cut of cats because i didn't <laughs> know that was legitimately a thing they went back and did to see how it would work and in my mind i hope that it was just somebody made an offhand comment but they took them seriously and ran with it uh, all right but i say if you did the work put it out there 
I agree. If you're going to work on your butthole, put it out there for everyone to see. And with that, who's next? I've lost track. All right. So my second, my second pick is actually, I'm going to admit, I still like this movie. That being said, I know this movie is a piece of crap. Uh, but with the talent of this cast, I don't know how it went wrong. So I'm just going to go ahead and start naming them. Academy Award winner, Jeffrey Rush. Academy Award winner, Greg Kinnear. Eddie Izzard, Wes Studi. Did he win an Academy Award? Was he just nominated? Oh, I need to go back and look. I thought he won. I, yeah, I don't think. But yeah, that's that's fine. I know who you're talking. I know which movie you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Claire Forlani, Wes Studi, Ben Stiller, Paul Rubens, Hank Azaria, William H. Macy, Mystery Men. That, and Janine Garofalo. That movie should not have tanked. It should not be as a laughable joke that it it is. I don't think people even remember it now. I don't even know that it's a A lot of people don't. It came out in 1999. In the age of comic book movies, it is long, it is forgotten. Um, And for those of us who remember it, it's kind of a footnote, except for me. I actually enjoy it, but I know it's a piece of crap. I was dying to see this movie just for the cast. And you would have thought the cast would have put it to, would have made this movie. And they just didn't, something didn't, something didn't click. The story's awful. The director, she was the first and only time director. She's a uh, music, was she a music video director? She was mostly music videos. And I know, and I know a huge portion of this movie, the big problem was Ben Stiller and her were at, were at, each other's throats because Ben Ben Stiller, as you know, is is a and he is a very talented movie director in his own right. He, he has made he some gave great us Tropic films. Thunder, yeah, Tropic Thunder, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, The Cable Guy. I've never seen the actual. I I, I every time I go to watch it, I go. Eh. Yeah, honestly, it's visually it's it's great. Yeah, what, what movie now? Thunder, but people, the Secret it. Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, the real. Oh yeah. Um, but ain't got no, the, ain't got shit. But there I was a the, lot. I read the original story of Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's a you know it's a story, right? They didn't make the movie first. What? No. It's like Moby Dick. There's there's a book that that's based a book on based on that movie. That doesn't happen. Michael yeah. Crichton. Does, Michael Michael Crichton doesn't really exist. So he, <laughs> the direct, so the director and the, and Ben Stiller didn't get along. Is that they the didn't get along. Ben Stiller Ben Stiller was constantly on top of her you know wanting things to be done a certain way and she was had her own vision and just everything about this movie collided into a big jumbled mess uh so again mystery men it should have been better than what it was it had an amazing cast and a talented cast i mean hank azaria alone (laughs) he does a voice for that right yeah he's he's the blue rajah yeah so um but yeah so mystery men is my second pick joe go ahead all right, this is my third and last pick, and this isn't as, as crazy as the other one, but I stand behind this, and hopefully I won't def- offend a lot of people. There's a lot of adaptations out there of many different novels. Most of them not so good, but there's some great ones. I assure you this is not one. Written and directed by the great Lawrence Kasdan, William Goldman actually wrote on this screenplay as well, Thomas Jane, Morgan Freeman, Jason Lee, Timothy Oliphant, 
Donnie Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Tom Sizemore, and Damian Lewis. Now, this is a completely forgettable horror film called Dreamcatcher based on the Stephen King novel. Oof. Weasels. Shit weasels, that's right. I actually was trying to remember the other day because I think I've read most Stephen King novels and I own it. Did I actually read it? Or did I hate this kind of disregard it completely after reading it? It was written right after his accident. And he said it's a little discombobulated. But I, I was trying to wrap my mind around. I knew Lawrence Kasdan. If you don't know who that is, he, he wrote Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. But he also he directed Silverado, uh, The Big Chill. He's a very talented man. His son's very talented as well, Jake Kasdan. But how did this happen? He's one of the writers. William Goldman's one of the writers. So even if you don't like the book, how do you screw it up so much? But you're sitting there watching this train wreck unfold with all these great actors. And something like Timothy Oliphant, uh, I don't even think anybody knew who he was at the time. He didn't blow up till later, right? Jason Lee at least had been in Mallrats and, and was something of an underground. Well, he's, he was famous as a skateboarder before he became an actor. This movie oh man it's pretty bad it was between this and one other if we're going to be able to can we do like our best of or do I? yeah need... yeah I, i've got a few bonus ones so i sure. got one big bonus one it was between this and another one and i may have wished i went with the other one but i'll talk about it afterwards but yeah dream catcher based on stephen king novel i love stephen king but i don't i think this one chad you were talking about i was just talking about forgettable no one talks about dream catcher in fact if you're watching amc because they always bring the the Stephen King out to play, I and mean, whether that be we've had McGarris on riding the bullet, which was made no money. I saw riding the bullet on scare or whatever they call their thing. I've never seen Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher, by the way, out on bullet, DVD. The graveyard shift. See that on there, and that's a shit turd movie. What'd you say, James? Uh, I was gonna say I own Dreamcatcher on DVD. Do you know why I own it on DVD? This is not a lie. I Imagine wanted to buy sort of bonus thing. I wanted to buy The Shining on DVD, and it was a box set, three Stephen King movies. It was The Shining. Um, uh, what's the other one? It was another good one. I mean, another Warner really, Brothers. They're all from Warner Brothers. Yeah, sure they just another really good one. And then it was like, oh, also, yeah, that one. <laughs> and it, by the way, the box set to buy The Shining by itself, and this was a few years ago, but like The Shining by itself was like nine ninety nine at Best Buy. The three pack with um, Dreamcatcher. Was it? I don't know. Was it it? I, it no, it wasn't it. It was a movie. It was the, oh Shawshank. It was Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah, wonderful. it was Shawshank. And the, and literally the 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 three pack with Dreamcatcher being one of the movies for all three movies widescreen exactly the same as that individual for nine ninety nine was seven ninety nine for yeah. all three films. So I thought, yeah, I'll go ahead and get it. <laughs> yeah I, I mean do either one of you remember anything about it i remember actually the best part of that movie is weasel. yeah the best part of the movie is is morgan freeman talking about yeah yeah, weasels. Weasels. yeah, yeah. it makes no sense and the problem is is damian lewis has been taken over his lead character in his head and damian lewis was a great actor probably the first time i ever seen him he wouldn't actually get famous from this movie he'd get famous later on but I, it's the first time i'd seen him and a lot of it is him living in his mind castle and I yep. you got to think that Stephen King was on drugs and he was going through all this stuff after the, the, the injury, but he's living his mind castle and how that you do that visually. And they've got a friend who's not so smart and can 
telepathically communicate. It just gets convoluted and makes no sense. And in a book, you can kind of get away with a little bit talking about him living in his mind castle, but it doesn't work in a movie. And you would think William Goldman and Lawrence Kasdan being the great screenwriters that they are would have figured out a better way, to, but it doesn't work at all. Yep. Me. Let's see. Let's yep. see. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan did not write anything for almost five years. And then you know what he wrote after Dreamcatcher? What? Lego Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Brick. <laughs> well, it, it, he talked about that there was two different movies that he could not get produced because of Dreamcatcher. It, it pretty much tanked his career as far as directing goes. Yeah, I was going to say his last his uh his only feature outside of uh dreamcatcher that he's written since dreamcatcher is solo a star wars uh story uh and then he did write november road a couple of years ago yeah. so all right who's up next james i'll i'll go there's actually a couple but i'm gonna go with one that again i thought the plot sounded cool but I, the movie's completely forgettable some of the cast members include kira knightley Naomi Harris, Helen Mirren, Michael, uh, is it Michael Pena? Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet, Edward Norton, and Will Smith. Collateral Beauty. Yeah, that goes on a bunch of lists, but I don't remember it. Never, ever seen it. Okay, so the plot to it sounds really cool. Dude has a horrible, horrible tragedy, and what he starts to do is he can't deal with it, so he starts to write letters and he addresses the letter to love because he is thinking is if I didn't love this tragedy wouldn't hurt so bad time because time takes people away and death. And then he starts to get responses and they're deeply personal responses. Somebody knows something. So it's not that, you know, random people are just writing him letters back pretending to be, they know stuff I about may have watched it and fast forwarded through some of it. I, I sound- and again, that cast is great. That storyline sounds great. The movie is just, I've seen it, but it, again, it's, you flip up back in the day when there were video stores, kids, we would flip over the back of a, of a VHS or a DVD and read what it was about and decide if we wanted to rent it. And you read that plot and it's like, Oh, it could be supernatural. It could be great. We'll try it. Um, it, it is not a highly regarded film. I think if you look at it on uh, the, the critic store, score aggregator, it has a 14% approval rating. Um, and, and basically, I think U.S. Weekly actually has a review. Their review of it, and this is coming from U.S. Weekly, is somewhere in a forest, a maple tree wants all its sap back. <laughs> That's a pretty harsh review from U.S. Weekly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's great cast. I mean, Helen Mirren, Will Smith, Ed Norton, et cetera, et cetera. That's a great cast. Kira Knightley, that movie came out in 2016 and is utterly, if anybody, for all you diehard Collateral Beauty fans, send me all, all the hate mail you want. Because I don't, I want to meet all four of you. So what's funny is um, it's directed by David Frankel. Um he had a huge hit in 2006 with the devil's where devil wears Prada. <clears throat> and then right after that, he had another big hit with Marley and me. Um, but then after that, the big year. <laughs> oh, I actually like the big year, but whoever decided to go ahead 
and and say we're going to spend all this money on a movie about birdie yeah have you all seen it I, i've tried sitting through it i, I do not I, care I for did, it i mean it's not it's it's actually no i liked it it didn't even bother me i enjoyed it i like the characters in it i just i don't know who decided to invest all that movie about three burgers yeah and then he did the big year and then granted he did have a small rebound with hope springs but then that was followed by one chance collateral beauty and then he's been relegated to television so uh yeah <laughs> david frankel not a not a solid track record there there you go That's and i've never seen about. collateral beauty i could never make myself watch it so i'm glad james did to tell us not to i kind of think i did but i don't I, have really any recollection of it by the way I, I i think a lot of people get it confused with seven pounds yeah maybe i watched seven pounds and is that the one where he reaches out to the people who who's... yeah he's kind of he's kind of a mysterious figure and he did yeah it's like what happened to him I'm and... get confused with yep. all right all right so my last pick is again it's one of those ones that actually pained me when i watched it um because it was so boring uh, cause I had waited a long time for it to come out when I knew it was, uh, when it was going to be written and released. So here's the cast. I'm going to start, uh, not starting small, but starting with the lesser known Bob Balaban, Hugh Bonneville, John Goodman, Kate Blanchett, Bill Murray, Matt Damon, and George Clooney, the monuments men. So that was on a lot of those lists too, but I want. Oh, it was. It, I didn't even. Yeah, know. it was. It's on a lot of those lists, but I don't think it's that bad. I just don't think it's as good as the other shit that they've done. It is boring, and I was like expecting so much, so much more from that movie, and I feel like it's over two hours long, and honestly, nothing really happens. It's just them walk, driving around Europe, obtaining these artifacts. There's really no. I don't feel like there's any kind of momentum there and there's all this talent in that movie and i feel like honestly i a lot of the times they're phoning it in it, yeah i i and I it's directed it's directed by george clooney who is a as much as i hate the 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 fact that he's a good look good looking man oh, he's a great actor he's a very talented son of a bitch yeah he's a very talented person no i think it's the least of his films i just didn't think I don't know. I, of all the movies that are that have like ensemble cast, that that was on a lot of those lists. And that I was what I, when I said earlier, I didn't agree with some of those lists. And that's actually one of them I couldn't think of the top of my head. That was one of them I didn't agree with. I was like, well, no, it's the least of a lot of theirs. But there's so much, so many things are so much worse. And I think it was that bad. It, it I don't remember it being boring. I just remember being underwhelmed. I watched it and I was, I, I think it might have been the excitement of this movie because of the cast and the story and everything about it. And I'll let, uh, as soon as it was over, I'm like, huh. And then I never wanted to watch it again. So I was like, eh. and of course it bomb. it honestly, in terms of, of Clooney's films, it's his lesser, it's probably his lessest lesser known film. It bombed. It kind of went away. Nobody talks about it anymore. Well, it's his least film. That all, so, yeah. I agree, completely agree with it. It's his least film. So anyway, that's my last pick, The Monuments Men. All right. So do you guys want to do at least a couple of honorable mentions? I've yeah, got, I got a few. I've got one. And I went back and forth, and I still don't know that I made the right decision. I almost replaced this with Dreamcatcher. But 
This one was directed by Harold Ramis. It starred Michael Sarah, Oliver Platt, David Cross, Hank Azaria, by the way, Hank Azaria again, Jack Black, Olivia Wilde, Horatio Sands, Juno, Tem Juno Temple, Benny Jones, Christopher Men's Class, Bill Hader, Paul Rudd, and Harold Ramis, year one. Yeah, that movie's a piece of shit. That is, it's actually, I think it may be Harold Ramis' last I'm pretty sure it is his last film. film. Uh, but it is awful. It's I, all that in I, theaters. I did, oh my God. It's, I don't remember anything in it being funny, but that cast, I just read it off. How could it not have been funny? And it was written, well, he was one of the many writers on it, produced by Judd Apatow. Man, year one's a dog turd. That's another one that no one ever mentions, never comes up. It's a completely forgotten film, which probably it, it honestly should be. It's it's terrible. It well deserves. Yeah. If you've never heard of year one, Google it, look it up. I by no means recommend you watch it. it, it it's it's about two cavemen, uh, or not I don't know, something. No, they're right around the BC time because it's year one and they they meet all these religious, but it's not funny. It shouldn't be. It's caveman but with actually people saying words yeah it's just not funny should have been it's not that's my honorable mention jane do you have an uh I, i'll start with one because again i think it's a great cast and i remember it came out in theaters and immediately got slammed i, I don't remember what came out against it but literally in, there was actually a thing did anybody actually bother to go see this movie got a great cast but I'll give you, I'll, I'll read the cast and I'll tell you the name of the movie and I'll just read one review from it. Uh, the cast of note include Toby Jones, Val Kilmer, J.K. Simmons, Charlotte Gainsborough, the Berg, sorry, Michael Fassbender again, who is competing with Robert De Niro for that title. Oh man, he really is. I refer to 2017's The Snowman. I saw it. Oh Lord, I wanted to see that. I just want to see how bad it is. It okay, okay. So there's I know Joe, you actually kind of like it. It's no, it's just no, it was just not as bad as people said. Uh his name is like butt butthole or something. No, like no, it's Harry Hole. Harry <laughs> Hole. Not to be confused with squat hole. Squat hole. Yeah, it's it just wasn't as it's not good. It was it's just not as bad. It was also on that and then the one direct. So he's in another one, Michael Fassbender, that a lot of people hate too. Is the one that was directed by Ridley Scott with Cameron Diaz, and uh, oh, the uh, what's his face? Who's the villain in No Country for Old Men? Uh, Harvey Fart. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it too. That people just ripped on. It's written by the guy that wrote. Uh, oh shit! It was his only screenplay. James. He wrote uh, where the people are on the road. The road. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. Written yeah. by Cormac McCarthy. That's another one that's on a lot of people's list of movies they hate, which I it's not good, but it's an interesting little bizarre movie. Um, well, I said I'd give the review. The Atlantic did this review. The crit overall critic score is 8% for this film. Yeah. Here's the Atlantic's review. In this soul-deadening freeze, who wouldn't seek solace in a bottle or in the physical warmth of a lover's arms or in mass murder? <laughs> <laughs> Those are their review. I love that review. I had to do it for no other reason than to get to say that review. We've shit on so many movies, but I, that's one that I just didn't think was as. It, it's not good. Does that make sense to you all? It's just not as bad as what I thought people were saying. 
you know, I defend uh, I defend the barber with Malcolm McDowell along those same lines. So, I mean, it's the the barber, which nobody has seen, isn't a great film. No. I own it on DVD. Uh, I got it actually. Remember, there used to be what was the big rival to Blockbuster that went out of business first? Was it Hollywood, Hollywood Video? Video. Yeah. Hollywood Video. When I think it was in Louisville, I was I may have been visiting you, Chad, and I saw they were had their going out of business sign. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pulled in, and they had like a, a stack of movies. Like you could get, uh, I think the most expensive they had was three bucks. So most things were picked over. But they had Malcolm McDowell and the barber. And the plot to the barber is he's a barber in this. Alaskan town in northern Alaska and every time when it's dark for more than two, 48 hours in a row, he just goes out and kills somebody and drags them out and buries them in the snow. That's the plot to the barber. But it's Malcolm McDowell doing it and it's just a lot of fun. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, my three, well, my first one's really on the nose it drew, and that's why I didn't talk about it. I almost did. The Wild Wild West you know, with let's yo yo bang bang. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh, Will Smith, Ted Levine, and then of course, the amazing Kevin Klein. Yeah, that, that movie's bad, but it's also another one. I sit here going, "Is it as bad as people say?" Probably. Yes, it, it really it. is that bad. If you haven't watched it, Joe, go check it out. It's I terrible. Actually, I just haven't seen it in a long time. You I'm... should watch it again. It's no, it's not good. Um, the Rainmaker. Uh, you know, we could talk about the cast on that one. That one's Dan- just boring. It's boring. Yeah. It is in- it is insufferable. That's Matt Damon's, right? Matt Damon, Danny DeVito, Matt Craig Damon. T. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's boring. And then, of course, uh, I had to bring this one up. <clears throat> Ralph Fiennes, John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, Holmes and Watson. <laughs> oh, no. That is the worst piece of shit anybody's talked about tonight. That may be worse than Yellowbeard. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there, seen none it? of us. Yes. I saw that in the theater because I was crippled and that's what we could go see and that's what was playing. And I've never forgiven myself. That I, I've watched, I, I watched it here at home and I don't know how I sat through it. The funniest part is when they go on cocaine. That was it. And it's not even that funny. I don't even remember. All I remember is that stupid onion scene that made no sense. Oh, that, it's awful. And I only listed the top three. That move that that has a great cast. And yeah. that is unwatchable people. It has house in it, and they didn't even use him. Yeah. I, can, I want to. I, I want to do one more. Uh, shout oh out. God! I thought James was getting ready to. to uh, no, no. I want to do one more movie shout out because I, I was trying to, and I blanked on the title, and I shouldn't have because it's a movie that we've alluded. to. I know you didn't say it, but shut up. <laughs> I know you said shout out, but it sounded like shut up. So no, you shut up. I, I know I've, we've alluded to it before, and it's actually like the director. I like some of his other stuff. But I just want to read the cast and point out that nobody, even if you're a big fan of people in this cast, you probably don't rant and rave about how great this movie is. Here's some of the cast. I'll go through it relatively quickly. Eli Roth. Uh, let's see. Justin Timberlake. Kevin Smith. Wallace Shawn. Sean William Scott. Will Sasso. Maybe the Rock. Richardson. Amy Poehler. Cherry, oh, uh, Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> Mandy Moore. John Lovitz. Bai Ling, John Larroquette, Christopher Lambert, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Janine Garofalo, 
uh, Curtis Armstrong. Because I I'm, didn't. Re- I've forgotten half these people were in this movie. I'm a pimp. I forgot half of them too. But you'll I'm never a pimp forget the and famous pimps line. Don't commit suicide. Hey, one more time, James. I'm sorry. I talked over you. I'm a pimp, and pimps don't commit suicide. I'm talking about Southland Tales. You know, he gave us that, and then that didn't quite work out. But I will give him credit. That's his movie. Well, no, no. And, Some of the movies we talked about tonight are just shit. But that's no, and I was going to say, I, and that's... that's a, he had a distinct vision for that. And, and what well, vision was that? No one knows. I may not have been America's vision. And then he, that, the next was the box. And then box. whatever happened to him, that's just boring, unfortunately. But whatever. Well, he also did. He did another movie that had a great cast that just didn't come together. And I mean, it was. I've heard the production of it was riddled with issues because he did. And that movie had Dabney Coleman, Macy Gray, Monique, Delroy Lindo, Mickey Rourke. I'd have to look it up. He wrote. Now, are you talking about Domino? Domino? Yeah, he. he, That was actually. uh, He wrote it. It was directed by uh, Tony Scott. Tony Scott. uh, Tony Scott. Never forget. but yeah, he has not awful. done anything since the box. Yeah, which Richard, I have the box. Kelly, what, what's Richard? What's his name? Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly. I have the box. I, you want to know how I got it? See, I was there with my friend box. Chad when Hollywood video. It's in the box. And actually, you can see the. I I can see it because I've got a alphabetical on the shelf over here, and I can see the Hollywood sticker video on the base of it still. It's based That's, on a short story by Ray Bradbury called Button Button, right? Yes. Okay. But if you don't know who Richard Kelly is and why we're talking about him, he got really famous for making another really unusual film with a distinct that was actually a flop. People don't remember it did nothing. But, it was like I love it. Donnie, I do love it. It's Donnie Darko. It Donnie Darko is a film that I mean I enjoy. Also has a really good cast. Yes. You got both Gillen Halls in there. Yeah. Yeah. And plus the advice that you can suck a certain thing. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. Just do it. Man. Yeah, Southland yeah. Tales, and it's the problem. I think the problem with Southland Tales, other than its bizarre film, is it isn't it almost two and a half hours long? It's yeah, long, and we that's why I sit there and I watch it, and to we do didn't it, know it was going to end. I wanted to do it as an honorable mention because it's not that the movie is terrible. No, it's I, just that yeah. it's just that it's not a movie like if somebody said, "Oh, I I I, I want to watch a comedy," I can't say Southland Tales. I want to watch it in an action film. I can't say Southland Tales. Like, when do you recommend that movie? Hey, I want to drop some acid and just see what happens. I said, I'm going to tell you a movie to put on in the background. Well, I don't even know. So I've gotten crap from someone. I won't give him crap back, but I'm saying that's not even an experience. I don't even know that Southland Tales is an experience like 2001 or something like that. No, it's not. That's not an experience. At least 2001, you can watch once. Eraserhead (laughs) is an experience. Probably, I, I, I don't. I think that's a little less of experience. I actually think it's on the nose about parenting and whatnot, but in about relationship commitments, but and about having large piles of dirt on the dresser. Well, and real quick, for those that have never seen Southland Tales, and if you're thinking you might want to try it, just based on the fact we're saying it's such a weird thing. It stars Here, the Rock. Yeah, it was one of his no first. One about it. It's one of his first big. Like it was one of his break. He because he's credited as. The Rock in it. He's not yeah. credited as Dwayne Johnson. It's The Rock in with Sean William Scott when Sean William Scott was still huge at this time. That being said, I'll read the actual summary of the movie. And I have to read it because I don't remember this being the summary of the movie. During a three-day heat wave just before a huge 4th of July celebration, an action star stricken with amnesia meets up with a porn star 
who is developing her own reality TV project and a policeman who holds the key to a vast conspiracy. Yeah, that's a, but that's not at all what Salvatore. No, <laughs> I mean that. I really felt the need to put Kevin Smith and all that makeup and that garb right, so you wouldn't even know who he was. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Southland Tales. I yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him credit. Ed Vision. Well, no, and like I said I don't hate it. I just can't tell you when you should watch it. And I can't tell you that you ever should. Yeah. All right. Any more, gentlemen? That's it for me. All right, then. Well, I mean, this- I could do more, but I don't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. All right. Well, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Check out some of these movies. Actually, I can't. I don't. Is there one of these you want them to watch? Mystery I- Men. Mister- I mean, Mystery Men. I- actually, Mystery Men, I mean, Mystery Men, you got to remember, was a big deal when it came out. It had a pretty good push for it. It had that, uh, that hey, now you're an all-star band doing that song. Oh, that would be Smash Mouth. <laughs> I know. I just want to see if I can. Oh use. my God! Um, what happened? But I mean, it had it had some pretty good push for it when it came out. And I'll, I'm with you, Chad. It's not a movie that I watch often, but it's not a terrible, terrible, terrible movie in its entirety. It's very. So, I, I probably will give you all credit on this one. It's probably the one that's not t- just very uneven. I don't know that that you talk about like there's one person with a vision. That movie probably lacks that. Mm-hmm. but it, and it's ter- you know, a little uneven it's a little too comedy or not enough comedy it's it's well and and i think the problem is i mean and uh let me go ahead and throw out the word gestalt here i think the gestalt of what it was based on gets lost in the film yeah. all right the mystery men comic books give those characters a little bit more of a backstory than the movie gives them and they didn't have the flaming carrot yeah i saw that all I think about is, what is it, Mr. Furious? Yes. And isn't the only background he's given in the movie about why he's Mr. Furious is he was once locked in a hot car for too long? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And there's <laughs> much more to his backstory in the comic. but. All right. That's been Bonehead Weekly. Thank you all so much. I would tell you what's coming next week, but I literally have no idea where this one will even drop. Grrrr. <laughs>